The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live, ladies and gentlemen. We're so glad you joined us today. We're uh, in our final segment. We have uh, our two cleanup hitters right here in Father Keith Streifel and Dr. James Brook. Uh, My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with co-host Amanda Ellerkamp. And we are in the first uh, day of the winter season, the shortest day of the year. And uh, so uh, if there were two uh, gentlemen on the face of this earth to bring us more light this morning, it's Father Keith Streifel and Dr. James Book. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Good uh, to have you. All right. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for having yeah. us, or thanks for <laughs> us for having you. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, folks, uh, this has been tagged Faith and Family uh, from a Historical Perspective. When Faith Declines, What Happens? Uh, family is uh, in trouble. Society is in trouble. Uh, but first of all, let, let's get to know our, our two guests. Uh, no strangers to Real Presence Live, but for those of you hearing them for the first time, let's start with Father Keith. Uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your position, how long you've been in, uh, as a priest? And- sure. I, I've been a priest for 22 years now. Wow. I'm uh, from uh, Williston originally, yep. and I've been at St. Joseph's Parish here in Dickinson for uh, 13 years already. Praise be to God. Yeah. And uh, Dr. James Brook, uh, uh, I've known you about half your life <laughs> since you moved to Dickinson, and uh, we've been in many deep discussions that this man is you. Uh, I benefited tremendously. I don't know if you did, but I ben- benefited tremendously. And uh, tell us a little bit about you, Dr. Well, Brooke. like you, I'm from Montana. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so we have to stay together out here. <laughs> okay. But, but I've been uh, graduated from uh, medical school at University of Washington and uh-huh. In 75, wow. and I, I, I think I spent about uh, 30, 40, uh, 34 years here in Dickinson as a, a general surgeon. I'm retired now, and, uh-huh. and it's, it's been great. Ah, uh-huh. praise be to God. Both the practice and the retirement's been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tell us about your family, uh, a beautiful family. Well, um, we got married in 81. Uh-huh. I think that's about the time. When did the Pope become... Well, well, he he the, the Pope John Paul II was uh, came out to Des Moines, Iowa, where I was doing my surgical residency. I was contemplating whether I should or should not marry uh-huh. this uh, my wife, and oh. uh, 
uh, once he came, it was clear that this is what I would do. And so I married my, my uh, lovely bride, Cheryl, mm-hmm. and we had eight kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, we Beautiful. raised uh, uh, four of them here. We raised them all here. Right. And it's been a, a great community for raising kids. I, I couldn't have landed in a better place. All right. All right. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Dickinson's a great place to live. So, anyway, I had to get that in. Uh, so, uh, well, let's get uh, right into the interview here, folks. Um, uh, you know, at times, uh, faith can seem like a hobby to some. Um, or, but how can we see that this really isn't isn't the truth? Who would like to start? I'm going to let uh, the good doctor speak <laughs> as much as possible because he's the driving force here. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's 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 got all kinds of things that he's well, got to say, and they're wonderful. great. So we have eight kids. Yeah, yes. Yes. and so the the issue was always birth control. Uh-huh. How does uh, birth control? Um, uh, is in cor- is is how can birth control be part of a Christian man's life, or specifically a Catholic life? And of course, uh, the answer is pretty clear. With Humana Vitae came out, it can't be. It mm-hmm. was described in that document as an objective evil that is never, uh, or then um, never. Um, can never be a part of your marriage or your life at all. Mm-hmm. It's a um, objective evil. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, if, uh, as you know, about uh, 60, 70 percent of good Catholics uh, use birth control. So mm-hmm. the question is, how can that be? Mm-hmm. What is the thinking process in mm-hmm. that process? And uh, if you read, and uh, there's a Jesuit called. Uh, Father Mankowski. Father Mankowski wrote about this, and he said, first of all, to, to accept birth control in your married life or in your life at all is not an emotional decision like you'd say David looking at Bathsheba all of a sudden was tempted mm-hmm. and overcame when mm-hmm. he'd go to the confessional, confess it, leave and hope that he'd be strong enough to maintain the virtue of charity. Well, with birth control, it's a different decision. It's a calculation. It's a calculation that you need birth control in your life, not as a want, but as a definite need, Mm -hmm. so that you can have the fullness of life, all the good things that life has to offer. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if you read uh, the people promoting birth control, they say it gives you more money to share with fewer kids so that they can have a bigger part of your estate at the end of your life, and that you can take care of them and give them all the wonderful things of life, a better education, uh, cars, uh, trips to Europe, um, and um, uh, vacation homes, wonderful things, and even a trip to Disneyland, which if you have a bigger family, these things, <laughs> especially with a big family, you don't go to Disneyland. Uh, yeah, indeed. Unless you have a very deep pocket. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, the, f- the fellow takes it, and he decides this in spite of opposition to the church. Mm-hmm. Now, if the church is an eternal... Uh, uh, organization, mm-hmm. the, the incarnation of Jesus Christ himself, mm-hmm. who is wrong here? Mm-hmm. The church 
right. or the person taking, well, obviously, mm -hmm. it's the individual deciding in favor of birth control. Mm -hmm. So what, um, what does he think? He's thinking that the church is wrong, and he's judging the church on some standard outside the church, mm -hmm. probably within him, maybe his moral uh, intuition says it's wrong, and mm -hmm. so he accepts it. But he goes to church. That's an incoherent situation because how can the church be wrong on birth control and right on everything else like social justice? Right. Well, it can't. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. simply can't. Mm -hmm. So eventually, as he becomes more confident, and uh, Father um, Mankowski writes about this, he begins to de criticize the church more. He criticizes it probably on on um, women priests. Can, can't they be ordinated? He'll criticize them on same-sex marriages. He'll cons uh, criticize them on uh, gender theory. All the hot-button uh, issues. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon he'll just criticize the church and walk away mm -hmm. because he feels that he has uh, the important things birth control mainly that is mother and dad didn't have and they needed the church he doesn't need the church mm. well that's a tragedy because if you look at what we need to do in life that is get to heaven and what is given to us get to heaven is the incarnation of Jesus Christ which is the mystical body of the church how is he going to get back to that um, uh, conduit to heavenly bliss if he thinks it's all wrong mm -hmm. it's a real problem yeah. one little bite right <laughs> it's like adam yes. and eve one mm -hmm. little bite and pretty soon you're out of the garden uh, right yeah the other thing it does is it destroys marriages and how does it do that well within marriage there has been that is before the birth control there's always been um, donation of yourself. You might call that sacrifice. You you give up things. You, right. you can't do all the little things you would like to do as a single man. Now you wake up and you go to bed thinking about your family and how you're going to get through the day. Now my dad and my granddad, they did a lot of sacrifice. Uh, they did whatever they needed to do. He'd wake up at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning to get the work done. He'd work till about midnight, go to bed. He'd get three hours of sleep. Mm. But he did that day in and day out and mm. raised his family. My dad did the same thing. And if you are on, if you're not on birth control, you're going to have a bigger family and you're going to have to figure out how to get the money to raise it. And yeah. the spacing isn't going to be quite correct. Now, right. if the spacing and uh, the number of children are a problem, then the best thing to do is to practice the virtue of charity. You don't get to enjoy the natural benefit of marriage. Chastity. Uh, chastity. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when you insert birth control in there. Chastity goes out the window and Pope Paul VI in his Humanity Day yeah. said he talked about this. Pretty soon the woman does not feel loved because love always demands a sacrifice. Not just one sacrifice but a lifetime of sacrifice. Yeah. And pretty soon she's walking out of the marriage. Uh -huh. She is saying and, and, and she's saying you know he, he's controlling. Or we're incompatible.
But really what's happening is they're falling out of love and uh -huh. the deep relationship which she wants is no longer there. Uh -huh. Now, if you look at the divorce uh, numbers, mm -hmm. when they introduced uh, birth control pill in 1960, okay. the birth control or the uh, divorce rates shot up hmm. tremendously. Yeah. And we had a lot of single women, an uh, individual called Akerloff, 1996, uh, published a paper on this very subject, and he said it's due to birth control. Mm-hmm. And um, there are other reasons you can argue about whether it's due to economics or incompatible uh, the way people get together. Mm -hmm. But he felt it was due, and I think he's right. Mm -hmm. The other thing birth control does, if you put a woman on birth control, her ability to, and they've done studies on it, to psychologically um, scope out whether the partner, the male partner she's looking at, would be... Uh, proper for her to marriage disappears and they always marry someone that's somewhat incompatible they shouldn't marry mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay well folks uh Thank you, Dr. Brooke. Uh, I can tell that you, you've done a lot of study and, and thought and prayer into this, and, and thank you for being on the show today. Uh, we have to take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, from Father Keith Streifel and Dr. James Brooke. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss not just suicide. I promise it will help. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. 
Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for staying with us this morning on Real Presence Live as we enter into our last segment of this morning's live show. My name is Amanda Ellerkamp. Uh, my co-host this morning, Mike Kitarowski, we are live from Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota, and we are joined in our last segment here by two guests in studio, both from the Dickinson area, Father Keith Streifel and Dr. James Brook, and we were visiting before the break on kind of this possible maybe scenario of how someone might kind of fall away from the faith based on uh, teaching of the church. And Dr. Brooke was visiting with us, uh, sharing some important points regarding birth control and humane vitae. And so, Father Keith, uh, if you could maybe bring our listeners who weren't with us before the break kind of up to speed. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Brooke was uh, quoting from uh, uh, Jesuit Father uh, Mankowski, uh, who who uh, has a, a, a great... He wasn't quoting, he was summarizing. But... Uh, uh, and Janet Smith has a, has a book, too, out uh, that's called Why Humane Vitae Was Right. Mm-hmm. Some people have called Humane Vitae a prophetic document because, as a matter of fact, so, uh, Pope John Paul, or sorry, Pope Paul VI says, uh, listen, if, 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 uh, if birth control is allowed, artificial birth control, if uh, contraception is allowed, these things will follow. And so a couple of things that, that, that we've talked about already uh, that, that it's really easy to see now, looking back. First of all, if, if the church is wrong about this, then that inhabits our heart in such a way that we, that we begin to say, well, if the church is wrong about this and not about everything else, then, then well, maybe it's wrong about everything else, right? And people just start to walk away. There's there's a cognitive dissonance is the psychological term, and the, and to to resolve it, you have to either say, well, the church is right, or to, you have to say, mm, I, I I need to go, and and I don't want people to go, right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And and the second thing about this is that uh, fa- that that he was talking about is that there is an asasis, an ascetical. Um, uh, way of life that is necessary to live married life that birth control says you don't have to do this you don't have to be ascetical you don't have to give up anything you can have it all you can go to Disneyland you can you can have everything and you can have children when you want as you want as many as you want and you're in charge but this 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 is contrary to you know Jesus emptied himself to come to earth mm-hmm. right and so so these are the two things that, that he's talked about that, uh, that uh, have to do with what birth control does within the person, not just within the marriage, but also within the church. And it's, it's very, very pernicious. So Dr. Brooke has an, another thing as yeah, well. Yeah, so. you know, as, as you were talking, Dr., before the break of this idea of self-sacrifice that has to be a part of marriage, uh, the words of Pope John Paul II came to mind as, you know, where he talks about love is willing the good of the other which means sacrificing something of myself. And so if we're not willing to do that in small matters, we're certainly not going to be willing to do that in big matters. But if we don't do it in the big matters, the small matters also fall away. You know, where we're not willing the good of the other, we're not sacrificing for our spouse and our children because it it turns inward then. It becomes about me and fulfilling all my wants 
and not so much about the other person. And then the whole relationship, as you were saying, begins to dissolve. That's right. Um, I want to point out a fact that the father in the household looks at his daughter, who's now turning of age, 14, 15, and says, oh, I want something good for her. I don't want her to be pregnant. There's a lot of medical problems that happen. He puts her on birth control because he's used it himself and he's had the benefits that he thinks have been good. And he wants her to share the same benefits. Besides, a child uh, who get, uh, uh, in your household that gives birth to a kid, you have to take care of it. It would really disrupt your economic planning for sure. So what does he do? Birth control. Well, she does fine. She's in the family, protected. She goes and she does well on the ACT test. She has a brilliant career planned for her, and she goes to college. And after uh, maybe second year, she becomes pregnant. She's scared spitless. Mm -hmm. And she knows what her father wants, so she trapes off to the abortion clinic, Mm. has the abortion, completes her education, but there's one thing about her, she does not like men, and she'll probably not get married. Mm. Or if she gets married, she doesn't want children. Yeah, It is a psychological blow that she takes a lifetime to get over. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look back at this father. What is he, why did he do that? Well, he did that because he wants goodness for his uh, daughter, Maybe it's kindness. My, my kindness is defined as making sure that your your daughter doesn't have any physical pain or any problems. We have kindness to animals uh, when they get sick. We euthanize them. That's kindness. But it isn't goodness. Goodness is a different different thing at all. Mm-hmm. It means dedicating yourself to the principles of what is good. What is good is no birth control, so you would live your life according to that. Mm-hmm. And what happened is the father never allowed the child to learn the virtue or conform her life to the, to the principle of chastity or the virtue of chastity. So she, when she got to college, she failed. Not really failed, but didn't understand how to be virtuous, how to say no. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of re- ra- reasoning done this way. For example, Hitler thought he would bring about goodness in society, and he got rid of the, what he thought was bad Jewish mm-hmm. people. Fourteen million people died. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Stalin did the same thing. He wanted to bring upon out the uh, utopia of the workers' paradise by getting rid of a lot of people who disagreed with him. He ended up, uh, I think, about 50 million people. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what happened uh, with uh, this uh, father who's uh, set his daughter up for abortion? Because one thing that you do know is that abortion, or that birth control leads to abortion, 90 million people. So right. it does have consequences. All right. We're at the uh, end of our show here, folks. Uh, we've been visiting with Dr. James Brooke and Father Keith Streifel. Uh, any final thoughts as we close out this segment, uh, you know, Father Keith? Well, um, I, I think it, it, it's so important to, um, to, to think about uh, how the teaching of the church, the moral teaching of the church, is, is whole cloth. And this last point, uh, that, that, that we ought to serve the good, right? We don't create the good by, by just by hook or by crook trying to, to set up 
a, a, a kingdom or set up our kingdom. But mm-hmm. rather, there is a kingdom. There is a king who is coming and who has come. Now we're on Christmas, right? Indeed. There is a king who is coming. There is a king who has come. And we serve him rather than sort of uh, look at him and say, hmm, I should make things like like that. And, and, and you know, doing good, uh, just aiming for the good. Uh-huh. No, no. We serve the good. Uh-huh. And it's not just a, 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 an ideal or an idea. It's the person who has who has made us, uh-huh. and so uh, this is a, this is a great discussion. I'm I'm really glad for Dr. Brooke to be able to study, have time to, in his retirement to study <laughs> this and to, and to bring out all these great points. That's okay. really good. All right, well, folks, uh, we we have to turn it back to uh, Therese at uh, our uh, mothership in uh, Fargo for a preview of our next show. Go ahead, Therese. Yeah, thank you, Mike. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Heather Caro and Father Joe Rutten are your hosts coming to you live from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg. J.P. Thornton will be on to share about his journey through the canyon. And Bishop Donald DeGroot from the Diocese of Sioux Falls will talk about the expectations of a bishop. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Well, thank you, Therese. And uh, I, I turn to uh, my uh, co-host, uh, Amanda Ellerkamp. Thank you for being our co-host this morning and carving out some time. Um, and, uh, you know, on this uh, fourth week of Advent, the Tuesday before Christmas, it, I, I, Time flies, Amanda. Time flies. And so it's nice of you folks to carve out some time with you this morning. And uh, thank you for being with us. And don't go away. What is coming up next is uh, the the Real Presence Radio uh, Women of Grace with Janet Williams. And that's coming to you. So Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you for being a friend of Real Presence Radio. Thank you for listening. And you have a good fourth week of Advent and a Merry Christmas, everyone. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.